And welcome to the Weekly Walker H-Town, coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcast equipment, sponsored by USW Local 11228. Hi, Susan. Hello, Rusty. It's windy. It is pretty windy. I think we're going to start to organize a community rain dance. And I was thinking that we should have a kite flying event. Uh, the, cli- the kite will be nothing but string as it's supposed to gust near 60 today. So. Well, when are we going to get there? Because we're not quite, it's not as bad as I thought, but I bet it's headed that way. Is that what you're saying? I'm guessing by the end of our recording session, oh, it's going to be great. Blowing, so. Okay, well, my hair already yeah. looks pretty crazy, but whatever. I'll just get in the car and drive straight but we home. Need, we need some rain. Yeah. We need someone to do some voodoo do. and get some rain. Yeah. Hey, we've got a great day today. Blake and Carlin Berl- Berman are here sailing into control central today i'm gonna use some wind puns nice we're gonna talk about central kansas counseling and mental health awareness which i think is a topic for a lot of people that seems that it's more com- becoming more and more forefront but it's still yes. there's still maybe a little bit of a stigma mm-hmm. attached to that so hopefully we can clear some of that stuff yeah, up i'm grateful for that now i just before we you know i always have to take a little rabbit trail before i oh, prepare I'm, for a bigger I'm, one did you have a lot of people contact you saying they missed the podcast last week? Because no. I got probably got five hundred texts. I, I think three I got or four hundred emails. I think I got a thousand. That's on me for being injured. I understand. Yeah, I, but I wasn't available either. I, yeah. But um, I mean, it kind of worked out okay. But I bet yeah. people missed us. They had to. Yeah. They were were popular. There were there were <laughs> long silence. I didn't that even was, have a comeback. For that, that was that, a did I? dramatic eye roll pause that yeah, you can't yeah. see. So. Yeah, so well, it's good to be back. I'm, it is. I'm glad that you're okay and I'm okay, yeah. and um, we're going to learn how everyone can become more okay by visiting with Blake and Carlin. And uh, we want to start out just by thanking you for, for investing in the community. Um, and for being vulnerable and open to visiting with us, because I think that it is um, an important, but maybe sometimes um, slightly brittle topic. And so we want to ease into it by letting you tell us just a little bit of your backstories. Where'd you grow up? Some of that. So we'll start with you, Carlin. Well, I actually grew up a half hour down the road in Hillsboro. Um, spent a little bit of time at Tabor, well, my whole college career at Tabor, and then I went to uh, the Mennonite Brethren Biblical Seminary in Fresno for my master's okay. degree, and then um, took a little bit of a break from from therapy kinds of work and did a little bit of ministry and worked in student development for a while and then came back to uh, the counseling world and and started a private practice here in Heston. For which we are grateful. Very much so. <laughs> and how about you, Blake? Yeah, yeah. Well, similar trajectory uh, as Carlin. I, however, I was not 30 minutes down the road. Right. I was 30 seconds down the road right. here exactly. in Heston. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went through kindergarten through Heston College. So it's about as much education as you can get in Heston. I, I got it here uh, locally um, and then uh, did – a variety of things. So, Class of 1999. 1999. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did a variety of things. All of them have been in helping professions. So sure. it's it's all been centered on helping people. Right. Uh, I come by that pretty honestly when I look at my family and uh, you know what my dad did as a as a guidance counselor here at, at USD 460. But 
um, was in some ministry. I my undergrads in education, so I taught, uh, did some youth ministry uh, there in Denver, and then came back for my master's uh, in, in marriage and family therapy there at Friends University, mm-hmm. uh, and worked for an EAP in Wichita. It was a, a great experience there. Worked with uh, certainly doing therapy, uh, clinical work, but also a lot of team development and uh, and growth, and so. Um, I, I was kind of on the outside as she started the private practice here in Heston. And, and you know, Susan, you, you mentioned uh, you just uh, being grateful for us. Like we're, I think, a product of a lot of generosity and a lot of people pouring into into us, uh, specifically mm-hmm. Heston, but, but of course in our childhood too. Um, and so we, there's a long list of people uh, that we also get to to thank for mm-hmm. for where we are, and and we'll get to some of that, I'm sure, sure as we as we talk more. And I think it's a resource that maybe flies under the radar a little bit with with everything. I think this is a great thing that we can help get you maybe some exposure and some some people that oh yeah that would be a great thing for me to go do and get that help that I need or someone to talk to and the the therapy that I need. Mm-hmm. And you know, Blake, you said something. Uh, I believe you said it, but perhaps, Carlin, the helping professions. My first semester at Wichita State, I took a class called Introduction to the Helping Professions. Mm-hmm. Hadn't made a decision yet about a major, and it was just this overview, and I, I don't recall a lot about it, specifics, but thinking about how many different careers come under that big heading, and I don't know that we are, in our society, using that term, like maybe it had been used before. But when you say that, it is a good reminder that people in education and people in first response and people in therapy Mm -hmm. and people in medicine, those are all the helping Mm -hmm. professions. And, you know, it's such a wide um, and open field so that I hope people who are listening that are younger and might be thinking, well, I know I I care about people, but I could never be a therapist. Well, there are many things uh, attached and connected to that world. So, well, you have an office here in town. So tell us just a little bit, like a general overview, what kind of services you provide and, and kind of the 101 for everybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in by just saying location-wise, it's it's kind of a fun mm-hmm. uh, fun story. We're currently located in the, what's what I refer to as the old Bachman Plumbing yeah. Building. And so uh, for those, you know, longtime Heston people, um, you know, we have, we're doing counseling um, out mm-hmm. of, out of a, a plumber's building. And, <laughs> and so people will roll up to our building and they'll, they'll kind of ask themselves, am I in the right place? Mm-hmm. And uh, the answer is yes, you are. Um, but then they walk in and our landlords, uh, a shout out to uh, the Nebels and, and Clark and Deb Roth as well. They they did a phenomenal job of making it really inviting on the inside. And that whole space has been remodeled um, um, to where it's it's kind of sitting in a living room with uh, with the therapist to talk about whatever the uh, the issues are that you're wanting to address. But um, before that, though, we started out of out of the church at Heston MB. Uh, and Carlin, I'll, I'll let you talk just a little bit about that, I guess. And yeah, I mean that was just a really um, neat experience, a place that um, felt like people could go and have some safety, and we had good relationship with, you know, the pastors at the church. I think, I'm hoping, you know, that that felt like a a safe place to, we felt like a safe place to refer Mm -hmm. people to. They were extremely generous with us, and we just got to the point where we felt like if, if we want to continue to serve the community well, we have to add therapists, and we just outgrew it. So um, we moved out to this uh, space that 
the Nebels and um, the Roths are have kind of renovated for us, and um, they've even provided like a uh, renovated the back area so that we have an outside therapy space, which is really just fun therapy or being outside is therapy in itself. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely, so, I, I will um, attest. Yeah, so we're super grateful for where we started. Um, and then have been able to move into a place that just feels like it fits our needs really well. It's a very healthy evolution you guys have had into, into this, into the growth and expanding. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, if I'll speak to that just a little bit. I mean, Carlin, I, I was working uh, in an agency in Wichita, and, and there was a point when we just said, well, let's give this a shot here. It fit our what our family mm-hmm. was with younger children. Uh, and so she could do a private practice there. Again, the generosity of the church was was re- made that possible for us, uh, and and it just started to grow. And Carlin and and I were talking uh, about well, there there's just more need here than we can fill. Mm-hmm. And and I want to be quick to say there are other options right. uh, in Absolutely. in this area in terms of addressing mental health. Um, and we were we were getting referrals, and we were. Her caseload was growing to the point where she couldn't accept more people or the type of people that were calling, um, and I say type age of people that were wanting services or just weren't really in her uh, wheelhouse mm-hmm. or niche or um, not was not as life giving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was a point when we we just started looking around and say, how do we address this? Mm-hmm. Um, do we just keep it small or do we look to to grow? And that's where. Kylie Moore, um, mm-hmm. used to be Kylie Pauls, um, yes. who I went to graduate school with. We tapped her on the shoulder and said, there's a need here. And she said, essentially, I'm on board. Let's, yeah. let's do that. So just in general, sir, I know that there are specialties. And um, what, what does your organization offer and how broad, uh, you know, How big of an area can you cover as far as ages and needs and um, concerns? So we have seven therapists right now who, um, you know, obviously depending on who they are, uh, we see people ages probably five up through 100. Um, We typically focus on things like depression, anxiety, um, trauma, just high stress times in life or transition times. Um, We've got, so he mentioned Kylie, uh, Kylie Moore and then uh, Catherine Christie both work with with kids. Catherine also sees adults, but both of them either have their uh, registered play therapist certification or Catherine's working on that right now. So they they do a lot of work with kids. Um, We've got a therapist, Jackie Winslow, who uh, specializes in couples and has done some extra training to work with them. And she also has a, a certification that, that is called brain spotting, where she works with trauma mm-hmm. with that kind of a certification. And I'll just mention too, all of the therapists in our office at this point either have a trauma certification, so the rest of us do EMDR, or we have three people that are working on that right now. Okay, It's just, it's something that we're just recognizing there is no person on the planet that walks out of this life without experiencing some sort of trauma. Mm-hmm. It's a huge need. Um, and so we're excited that we can provide help in that direction. I would just jump in there and say, I mean, the trauma, 
there's all kinds of trauma. Right. There's lowercase sure. t trauma. Um, I, I was in a fender bender, but the the felt experience or the impact of that is that felt like, hey, I, I'm, I've lost control mm-hmm. or my life is in danger. Um, so there's lowercase t trauma, and then there's capital T, excuse me, um, trauma where 1990, a Heston tornado comes right. through or a shooting at a manufacturing plant. Uh, certainly any abuse, neglect, those kinds of things too. But uh, that's been a real privilege, though, to to serve our local community, specifically Heston here um, in that way with some trauma protocols that are that are really effective and uh, and give some people some hope on on finding relief and in some resolution in those cases. Yeah. The other thing I would say about that piece is that we're also starting to offer what we call EMDR intensives that are just um, what what they're called, right? (laughs) More intense times of focusing on a trauma and helping the brain heal from that trauma. Um, Instead of coming in once a week for shorter times, sometimes it just helps helps people focus, first of all, and then it helps people get through processing the incident faster so it doesn't continue to have effects on their life. Could you give us the words for that acronym? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Mental health. We've got all kinds of acronyms like any field here. So yeah, it might be helpful if you and listeners might know what that is. So it's actually eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which I always tell people doesn't really tell you anything about what actually happens in the session, except for that those eye, the eyes moving back and forth is really the brain's natural way of processing events. So days, weeks, months, events, um, that our brain just has a hard time doing that with things that are not kind of normal everyday things. So things that get stuck, we can bring people into the office and help kind of jumpstart that natural processing that the brain does and help them get through events that are keeping them you know, stuck or creating negative symptoms for them in everyday life. So what, in general, is the state of mental health in Kansas? Because, um, you know, I follow it a little bit uh, with my interest in trauma and education and so on and so forth. And I have heard that we are ranked pretty low on the availability of qualified clinicians. Is that just a rumor? Like, I heard a rumor there's going to be a Bucky's south of Wellington, too. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, that would help me with some of my trauma if I could go to Bucky's. But I... I, I don't know what Bucky's is. Well, we'll have to have a whole episode about okay, Bucky's. Right. Okay, right. Good enough. But, but um, a little teaser we'll, into next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No. But, but it, are we very low ranked in the United States? I actually mm-hmm. looked this up the other day when I got your questions. Um, we're actually last. We're 51st in the United States on just avail- availability of healthcare, of mental health care providers. So it's not a rumor, is it? It's it, not according to the article I read. Mm-hmm. So, and why why would that be? I mean, you know, you think, okay, it's Kansas. It's. Uh, I would have. A, I would have. I could offer a somewhat uneducated guess on that. Please. But I would guess it's because we are fairly a rural state, mm-hmm. and we are so spread out that if you go western Kansas, you don't have those those bigger communities. I mean, Heston is a thirty eight hundred population 3,800 would be a big community out in Western Kansas. I don't think you have that. I don't think you have the resources possibly available out Mm -hmm. there. That that would be my guess anyway. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of what I've heard is access. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you hear people say, how can you drive 100 miles one way for an appointment 
when the hours are eight to five and the child yeah. is in school mm-hmm. and I'm working and maybe in a different community, but go ahead and maybe expand on that just a little bit, Carlin, some of your thoughts about it. I'm, I mean, I think, I, I think that's a huge reason. Um, I, I have read a little bit too, just about lack of quality internet, even mm-hmm. in some of those rural, more rural areas. Um, so even just the ability to connect via telehealth is very difficult for some of those communities. Um, you know, I think some of the other barriers is that there's just um, a lack of um, just understanding that, hey, this is something everybody deals with. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or just, I think we're, we're awakening to that a little bit. Oh, I would, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, but I mean, it's just going to take time and I think it's going to take um, us and you know, our clients saying, hey, this is a normal, natural part mm-hmm. of life, just the same that you go, um, you know, check out a, a broken ankle. Uh, you may. <laughs> did you have a broken ankle? No, I do not okay. have a broken ankle. <laughs> Close. But I do not have a broken ankle as Susan shoots me the look of doom. <laughs> so. Well, he basically goes for treatment at Sonic or something. I, I mean, don't I'm going to have treatment at Sonic. <laughs> So, so you would say that it that everybody, in a sense, can play a role in advocating for people to to take care of themselves in no matter what it is, and not to feel like oh, people are going to judge or people or even if people judge, does that really matter? I mean, how do you get past that? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want anybody to know. Mm-hmm. That that's a huge hurdle. Historically, has been a huge hurdle, I think, and uh, and maybe that's part of the reason um, services aren't uh, as accessible in in the state of Kansas. Um, you know, I, one thing that I would say is state of mental health in Kansas. On one hand, it's like, man, there's a lot of room to improve. Uh, at the same time, there's a lot of reasons to be hopeful too. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about even just what you guys are doing of, of saying, hey, yeah, this this deserves airtime. And in our posture would be, it doesn't have to be central Kansas counseling. It can be. And of course, we, we believe in what we mm-hmm. do and in the, the therapists that we have at our office right now. I mean, we, we're their biggest champions. Um, but but there there are good practices out there. There are good people. There are good services, and people are, I think, are are becoming more and more uh, willing to go. And and I think to tell people we've had experiences. Of course, we can't share names and and don't share names, or you know. But there are people from our community that I've been around that say I go there. So and so is my therapist. Mm-hmm. They're great. It's been helpful to me. You should go too. And or they'll drive their car and they'll park in our parking lot, knowing full well um, people in Heston. Mm-hmm. Maybe they know what they drive, and they yeah. know that there could be a thought with that. And so for me, I go back to it. It's a really, it's a courageous client that comes and says that people may think something uh, out there, but my mental health and my family's well-being is worth it. And so we, we just, we can be there, but it only works if our communities respond mm-hmm. and our communities are responding to us. And that's, again, it just speaks to them uh, more than, more than anything. I, I think I've heard that some of your, and maybe many of your um, clinicians work just part time. How, how important is that even just in maintaining a really strong workforce is that they have time to do what they need to do. Was that intentional? 
And that's been a really, um, really important piece of, of how we've built the business. I think we want people to have the space and the time to, to be healthy before they come to work and, and work for the health of other people. So um, we don't, you know, we don't dictate how long people work or what days they work. They get to do that on their own. And I don't, I mean, I th that's something I think we will, we will continue to plug for people um, because this is just, a, it's a hard field um, to stay, a like to stay really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so we want to create the opportunity to allow people to take care of themselves as they do it. Well, I think, I think that's very important as a therapist, you're helping someone deal with something very heavy that can possibly affect you in a way that you didn't see. You have to have the time to decompress. You have to have, right. have the time to take that time and, okay, I've got to step away and take a breath and drink a soda and process this and just relax a little bit and catch my head. So it, I think it's all involved. I think we're all in this together. Yeah. And, yeah. and leaving it at the door when they, yeah. when they head home. And yeah. So when I think about how over a lifetime, you know, you have these different experiences that how you respond to them and, and how, you know, they build resilience and then, and, or maybe a tough experience actually causes you to make some major life changes and, and all those things. But I mean, is there anything that's too big to get past in your opinion? I mean, can, can, can most people get past most things? I think most people can, can move through things. And I think really one of the goals of counseling is to teach people how to process their emotion. Um, because there's, it's, it's, we're constantly coming up against things, big or little, that don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I think our, our, what we want to do as people walking through the world is find ways to avoid things that feel hard. And so as we give people tools to help process the things they're walking through, um, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to guarantee that everybody's going to heal from everything they go through. Sure. My hope is we give them tools to walk through it as best they can. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think, you know, in our field, we, we have to stay away from guarantees. And, and right. part of that is so much because it's up to the the client and, mm -hmm. and what, what they're willing to put into it. But I would say this. Um, my experience is when people when people show up and do the work, um, there there is tremendous um, movement there. And so, to me, I, I can't think of anything that that people can't recover from. Again, that's not a guarantee that if you come to CKC, <laughs> that, that life will instantly be better. But um, but I'm I'm just been amazed at how resilient people are. Well, it's, it's ever evolving. So if you're giving them the tools with what they can do, people can hopefully evolve and grow and, and realize, okay, I can take what I'm being taught and learned and, and maybe I can face this in a different way than I ever thought. And I think that goes along with that. Right. And, and I mean, my hope is that nobody's hearing this and saying, wow, I haven't been able to get over my thing. Mm -hmm. And it's because I didn't put the effort in. I, I don't believe that at all. I right. think that there are lots of things that are very difficult and you may need to try you may need to try multiple therapists mm -hmm. you may need to try multiple different kinds of therapies um, but I do think that that you can gather tools to help yourself manage 
um, or, or gather community, like all, all of the things that go with health, right, to help yourself live, a, live as healthy a life as you can. Mm-hmm. I like hearing you say it that way. Yeah. And I think, too, um, Rusty and I are really solid in, in our agreement that this is an amazing town and, and that there are so many wonderful things happening here. But if I identify a little flaw with us, I sometimes think we are culturally so tied to the idea that we are the fixers. That is our duty. We have been given skills and, and um, opportunities. And so, so often people from this town are in helping professions and are doing things for others that, that when they are hurting, they're like, nope, I got to fix it for someone else mm-hmm. because that's what we do. That's what we've been, you know, that is our walk. And um, I think even at times there can, can be a tendency to think, well, you know, if, if we are people of faith, we just will pray and it will be better. And, you know, I am a person of faith, but I also know that I think God expects me to get some smart people on my team <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know. And, and so I, I uh, a few years ago when the 25th anniversary of the tornado came through, I worked with Libby Albers on just a little community mm-hmm. event, and they took some stories from some of those people. And there were people that came and shared their story, not with me, but with Libby, and I don't even know how it was recorded, but they told her, well, this is the first time I've ever talked about the tornado. Oh after 25 years and I'm sure if some of that was they were pretty busy cleaning up their business or their home or helping others and but I also think part of it was why would I whine or complain that's not going to help I you know it's just not what we do but you do have to process things you do need to talk about them and sometimes you need a partner or someone like you guys and I, I just think it's really huge what you're doing oh absolutely that extra perspective that those and the tools that you've mentioned that that me as Joe average or Joe below average or whatever you want to call that doesn't have that resource to understand it oh okay this is what you're thinking this is how your brain is starting to work let's see if we can get their brain to go in this direction I think that's very big for someone who may not understand those things and and that type of ideals so if you were going to give some tips, I have to say, I think Rusty is a person that knows a lot about how to find things that bring you joy. Sometimes you, you ask people what brings you joy, yeah. and I look and I'm like, uh, all these things that bring Rusty joy, and he practices those, and I admire that. So because sometimes I just get joy by shopping on Amazon, and that's probably not super <laughs> healthy. But, but what, would you, what advice would you, as a, as a partnership and give to people when they're trying to find their joy or or care for their mental wellness? Uh, You know, one of the things that that Blake and I, as we're kind of thinking about this, talked about is just being mindful of what you're going through in life. So just paying attention, you know, am I going through a major transition? Do I, did I just have a baby? Um, You know, there's so many different kinds of, of either really positive events or negative events in life that can have an effect on our mental health. So just paying attention to what emotions what emotions am I maybe feeling on a regular basis? How do I feel physically? Um, that's not something that we do intentionally a lot of times because we're so busy, but paying attention to those things. And if you're feeling off for you know more than just a day, more than just a week, um, taking that seriously and, and reaching out to somebody that can help. 
we we talk a lot about preventative, and I, I think about some of our therapists that will see um, couples in, in relationship or marital work, and, and a lot of times it just seems like by the time they make the phone call, um, I don't want to say it's too late, but in some cases it feels like it's too late, you know, and hope has been lost and, and all of that. So I think that preventative approach, whether it is couples or or even just your own well-being, you know, Carlin talks about those transitions, job changes, moves, babies, uh, grief, loss, I mean, anything like that, knowing that, hey, this is this is a human experience mm-hmm. that I'm about ready to have or I'm in the middle of having, it might be wise to to make sure I've got my, my resources around me. That can include a therapist. Uh, it can also include a pastor. It can include friends and family members. And um, I think that's just, that's really important is just to say, this has got to be part of, of being healthy. Um, I, I don't think mental health and mental wellness is simply an absence of symptoms uh, but it's the presence of of health. It's a presence of of actions that you're taking to care for yourself, and and that that's, I think, one of the biggest um, points that I when I think about mental health and mental wellness, it's what are we pursuing? What are we putting in there? It's not just why well, I, I don't want to feel anxiety. Well, what do I want to feel? Or or the recognition of you that that's coming on, or that you can see that on the horizon. Yeah. Okay, there's there's some black clouds over there that I know I'm heading to. Why and how do I get then and get those clouds to you know part and that type yeah. of thing? Mm, yeah. That's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's easy to want to avoid those things, mm-hmm. I think, but you're we're gonna get there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're gonna feel it. So let's let's pay attention to it before we get there. So m- maybe it won't feel as intense and maybe it won't get as serious. Yeah. You know, I also think about just engaging in things that are life giving and and not just the things that feel good to us, um, you know. Uh, but but things that are truly life giving, and so are those relationships around us. Is it is it the hobbies that um, that we really can can use to de stress uh, and revitalize? Is it serving? I, I think about our. You mentioned that Susan, our community has has such a strong history uh, of serving others and caring for people. Is um, so some of those things can be can be pretty helpful? What do you all do for fun? You chase kids around, right? <laughs> what, what do you do for fun? Um, well, lately I've been doing a lot of puzzles for fun. <laughs> it sounds super boring, but no. that's one of the things that I like to do. Um, I like to I like to exercise, bike, or run. I think we, as a family, we really enjoy hiking, um, getting outside. Not on windy days, but getting outside <laughs> on really nice days. Do you have other things to? Yeah, I mean, I, I Rusty could probably tell you what one of my favorite <laughs> things is. I know right I, there, I, right we, there, Blake, we can right tell on each other yes. at Heston yes. Golf Course. Yes. But uh, yeah, I mean, getting out there and, and and that's fun when I can do that with friends, um, yeah. you know, and and other people in the community during men's league or whether that's with my my son or my dad, you know, people like that. That's pretty pretty good. Um, I was talking to one of our therapists today that, about their husband is uh, that's kind of their their place uh, to just go and be by themselves and, and just so relax true. a little bit. And, so true. And it's beautiful. You know, you get the blue-green effect as they talk about it, but um, you can't go to the well too many times, right? Or, or else the uh, the family might suffer. But, uh, but no, it's those are, those are really good things. I think the other thing I would say is just 
uh, having a group of people where I feel really known uh, and cared for uh, and that I can also know and care for. And we're, we're really blessed to have yeah. some people that we work with that, that fit that for us. We, I mean, one of our core values is authenticity. Uh, in our in our office, and so just to really be known by each other, to to celebrate the great things that are happening, um, you know, and and to also grieve the hard things and and carry the hard things, and so we, I, I think we're imperfect, but we do that really well as an office um, and with a group of friends. I think that yeah. that we share life with too. I think that's more. I think that is more important than people know having those social cues and those that group of friends i can attest because i have a very integrated group of friends that you like you said like you you're known for you're cared for but it's also hey i haven't been having a rough week we're just sitting around on the back porch enjoying the game enjoying each other's company and just you can feel those that stress kind of flow off your shoulders a little bit because you're with the people that you know and sure you're busting each other's chops and you're having that time but but there is that okay, they're here for me, even if they're not necessarily saying they're here for me. And I think that's a huge weight off people's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What else you got, Rusty? Well, um, so, you know, we, we talk a little bit about that. You guys have talked a little bit about this. How important is it for people to be able to understand and say, hey, I need to go reset myself, whether it's like for Blake and I talking about the golf course, go play. I mean, mental health awareness is huge. I think that people say mental health days, those are big things. I think that is now a, a topic that is being addressed. And a lot of even corporations are saying, hey, you need to go take yourself, get some time. And I think that comes with this awareness. I think it's ever changing and, and evolving to not this stigmata, not this cloud, but it's forefront and foremost. And I think a lot of people do that. Do you guys see a lot of corporations even coming to you and saying, hey, how do I integrate this or, or can we integrate that? In, in short, I would say yes. Part, part of what my, my role was at a previous job was to serve companies uh, in, in, as, in an employee assistance um, capacity. I know several organizations here in Heston have that and, and other places in the area. And I think, there, I think more and more people are, are saying we want to do that or we want to make sure that our employees have resources. And so that, I think that's going back to the state of mental health in Kansas. That, that's something that I hear about. Mm-hmm. And even a, a prominent organization here, I had a conversation not too long ago, the, uh, the leader of that organization is saying they want that for their people and they want them to be healthy because what they do is hard work. Right. I think one of the things that I notice a lot is that that people may come in for their appointment and say, oh, I took a mental health day today. And by the time they're feeling like they need to take a mental health day, it's, it's I'm not gonna say it's too late, but they are so overwhelmed. Um, and I, I guess I would love if I could see people creating some sort of a structure or pattern that they could maintain with good mental health. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so just being able to pay attention to how many, and I, I know this is not everybody gets to do this, but paying attention to how many hours am I working or am I doing something that really isn't, doesn't come, doesn't come easily to me or isn't part of my gifting. Uh, maybe I need to change what I'm doing because I, I just can't maintain that sort of a um, output every day. 
Um, but just paying attention to some of those kinds of things so that you don't get to a place where right. you're feeling like, okay, now I need an emergency lever. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Escape patch. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's incredibly important. Guys, how can they contact you? How, I mean, can, how, what, what's the best way to get in touch with you, whether phone call, email, whatever, social media? Tell us more about that. Yeah, there's several ways that they can contact us. Um, phone number 620-869-9986, and they can talk with our administrative assistant, Olivia. Um, they can also go to our website at centralkansascounseling.com. There's a place on there that they can actually schedule an appointment or they can um, send in an appointment request and we'll process it for them and get in touch with them. I think those are the main ways. Good, good. Yeah. We do have a Facebook page as well. Um, good, because I'm going to tag you in it in the weekly walkthrough H-Town, just, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. We, got, we, we do that. We, we have a Facebook yeah. page and we actually use social media almost not extensively. So <laughs> yeah, we, are, we are not uh, social media uh, gurus, gurus by no. any stretch right, of the imagination. Right. But but yeah, we've got, I think, the just to, again, talk about our team over there, it's just an amazing group of people that, that really want to help the communities mm -hmm. that, that they live in and serve. And we have some that, that live in uh, outlying communities, Hillsboro, Newton, um, and, and Wichita. Wichita as well, yeah. But you know, there's a, a couple names I think that we we didn't mention uh, earlier, and but just collectively, it's it's a phenomenal group that that we get to be part of, um, and and maybe be the a little bit of the voice, but but they do the the tremendous work mm -hmm. and, and care so so much for for our communities, uh, and we serve over fifty communities in the, yeah. in the last year it's been it's just been wild the response mm. uh that that's out there so it's, it's, a, it's a real privilege to do that well it's a wonderful wonderful resource for people to know that you guys are here and you have your own space and and you're right over there on commerce drive and and everything is here and people can take advantage of that yeah right one thing I'll say too on the website, it has it has pictures. Did you mention that maybe? But pictures of all the therapists on on there and uh, in a little bio. Um, they're not always accepting uh, new mm. people because of their caseload, maybe being full. But but that's a good way to to just get uh, to see somebody's face, see kind of what they might be about, uh, in, in age groups and in specific yeah. issues or concerns that they might address. So I'd encourage that. I, again, our, our hope and our goal is that people get connected with the right person. Um, we, we would love that for uh, to be us. Mm -hmm. um, but if not, we're, we're happy to give referrals, too, yeah, because the point is to, for our communities to be healthier. Yeah, everyone's in it together. We've said that before. And I think if, if it's not you can't help them, but you can point them in a the direction of someone that can, that's exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful service you guys are providing. We're so glad you're here. Absolutely. We feel that from you. I feel mm -hmm. that... The authenticity and your real genuine commitment to making sure people get well, however that happens, whether it's through your practice or something else in the region. And, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Right. So yes, this was is. good yeah. timing. Thank you so much. Thank for you what so you're much, doing. guys, for coming yeah. in. Yes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come by Podcast Central or Control Central Hub here in the Heston Public Library and stop by and, and chat yeah. with us. And well, is there anything you guys want to add? I would just say again, thank you for your time and, and yes. giving some space to, to speak on on behalf of all mental health mm -hmm. uh, in, in the state of Kansas. And so we, we hope to represent that well. But yeah. Um, yeah. again, we, we're grateful for the time. Thank yeah, you sure guys so you. much. We'll be in touch again. Oh, and I'm sure. Yeah. In the meantime, we'll be cheering for you and lifting up your team and 
and hoping that all those that you serve continue to see hope and look mm-hmm. ahead to with excitement. So we'll have a good rest of your day. Absolutely. And we'll let Don't you guys... blow away. I think the wind is <laughs> yeah, that's starting right. to... Starting to crank up a little bit. Yeah, you. We'll let you get on with your day and rest. Of you. I think. Yeah, you we got a couple more Jackie things. Jackie's going to have some stuff, so and we'll cover some more stuff. So and, yeah. Um, yeah. So around town. Thank you, the Berman. Big, the the giant applause for it them. It is so. important to clap. Yeah. So a couple things going on around town. Um, Heston College will. Pre- be presenting Tomato Plant Girl in the Black Box, the Black Box Theater at Kime Center on April 27th through the 30th. Okay. Uh, for tickets, call 620-327-8105 or get them online at the bookstore link through heston.edu. And I think I heard that's kind of a kids' family show, I, have, I believe. I have no idea, but that's I know it's April 20th through the 30th right there. So We're going to try to try to see if we can learn a little bit more yeah. about that. And then... Uh, Hey, there's still time to get registered for you female runners out there for the Emma Creek Classic. Got to get going on that, ladies. Contact the rec at 620-327-2989 or hrce.org for more information. Also, hey, guys, if you want to be helpful, you want to be involved, there's still opportunities to be like crossing guards and do those behind-the-scenes things that make that run go so much smoothly. It's a really fun morning and an important time in our community i hope people will um help out with that and so did is there a lot of baseball being played and right softball? now uh heston high school baseball is off to a strong start they're six and oh swathers are six and oh out of the gate right away whoa so yeah they're six and oh and playing uh, i didn't have an updated record for the lady swather softball team okay. unfortunately so but they're off to a strong start and so. track and tennis That's, and golf it's and spring man it's always hopping it's kids just don't yeah. get to go home no they just I'm, have to no, play a sport no and if you see me walking around i'm sneezing and coughing it's not covid it's allergies because we are in allergy season That's i keep true. getting po- high pollen alerts so that is me i'm okay. I'm, I'm not sick i'm do, just do you allergy. believe in flonase i probably get in trouble for saying a nam brand but uh, i'm a big believer it doesn't in work flo- for me okay well, so, there you have it, Jackie. So Apparently, there, I've tried try it. It else. doesn't work. I, I've tried some. It's How some, about a neti pot? I've done that too. That's gross. Um, <laughs> so. I find it refreshing. Uh, personally, I will not do the neti pot thing because I'd rather be waterboarded, which is also a neti pot. Um, and then my nightly routine is a dose of vitamin D, a dose of vitamin C, and a Zyrtec. Can I just say it's, why I like a neti pot? I know it's disgusting. Or whatever. I, I can't I, wait for this. What, what? <laughs> okay. Okay. Why do you have this way of making me feel I, like I, I just I, said the dumbest no, thing? I no, just, I can understand I, the I, appeal of it. it okay. Just, I feel like it's so disgusting and so challenging to make it work that when I do it successfully, I feel like so smart. I'm like, that's fair. I did that. And, and everything that went in just drained right out. And it didn't come out my eyes or my ears? See, I'm thinking it's going to leak out of my eyes or my ears. So <laughs> we're, we're drawing a line okay. at one point there. So, Jackie, tell us what's going on to the library. Yeah. We are Thanks. going to transition Thank here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm, I'm staring at a very long list of things that are amazing and happening at the library. First off, today is National Library Giving Day, April so 4th. Um, and we are really excited about that. It presents a really cool opportunity to support the library. Our friends at the Heston Community Foundation, we have a fund. I am so excited. We have worked very hard with Ashley Bridgman and my board to get this done. So we have a fund through the Heston Community Foundation. You can go to our Facebook page and just, it's one click. 
and you can donate to Heston Public Library for National Library Giving Day. And it's, it's really cool. We are going to be promoting this all month. Uh, National Library Week is April 22nd. So we're just, we're really excited about all the ways that libraries engage people. And we would like to have the community connect with us back. It's, it's not much. Um, we're not asking for, you know, millions of dollars, but it'd be really cool if we could raise, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Well, that'd uh, be awesome. Over a the course of thousand. Yeah, a couple thousand dollars over the course of the next month. Mm -hmm. um, I'd really like to challenge people to see if we can reach that, like, I'm going to throw out 5,000 bucks I, just for fun. But if we can get $1,000 a week through the month of April, that would just be beyond extraordinary. So cool. I bet we can do it. I hope right, so. We'll, we'll plug it hard. Social okay. media. Sounds we'll good. social media yep. into it. Yep. So we've got our friends at the Haskin Community Foundation are really helping make that happen um, through making it easy to make that happen. So like I said, it's on our social media. Um, you can come into the library. We've got signs with a QR code. Same thing. You just click. And it, we're trying to make this really simple and painless. Um, so we've got National Library Giving Day, our Heston Community Foundation partnership. Uh, we've got Book Club coming up, um, not this Tuesday, but next. And it's all things money. So we are currently reading Broke Millennial. Uh, get your financial, stop stop wasting time and get your financial life in order. It's, it's a really great book all about like personal finance. And if you don't know what an IRA or a 401k, or if you're like, I don't know, I'm buried in student loans, I got nothing. It's a book for those people. It's a book for my people. Um, so it's it's a really cool opportunity to look at personal finances and how, why am I broke? Why do I feel broke? Am I actually broke? And and just looking at that <laughs> and, and putting pen to paper. The other book that we have that just came in that I'm really excited and has been promoted a lot on NPR also has to do with money. It's called Poverty by America and it's by Matthew Desmond. There has not been a book like this since Nickel and Dime came out. And that was back in the 90s that Nickel and Dime came out. And it's all about how we function as a society profiting from poverty. We just mm, had our friends okay. that did Circles of Hope did a poverty simulation. and Powerful stuff. It is. And to have these really hard conversations through Broke Millennial about your personal finances, and then these really hard conversations on the macro level, uh, Poverty by America, and it really digs into the resources that are or, not, or are not available. And even both of these books are like, utilize your local library because you're a resource within the community that's already paid for. There's no tax, tag, title, and fees when you walk in the door. Um, but just, it's a, an interesting discussion about how poverty affects us personally through Broke Millennial and what that looks like today. And then how poverty works on a large scale um, nationally. So I really wanna promote Broke Millennial. We are having a discussion on that April 11th. It's a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then Poverty by America is in processing, but it should be done by the end of the week and will be out on the shelves for people to check out. Um, so really quickly, will there be a book discussion on the second one, Poverty by America? I would love to later this fall. Okay. Um, because the theme for summer library program is all together now. Gotcha. And as we look at big issues, how we can come together and tackle them 
even maybe not on a national level, but certainly within our own communities? How can we address these big, big, giant things that feel so out of our control? But then how can we make a difference? So we are hoping to do a larger discussion with some panelists um, later on this fall that continues that uh, that theme of all together now, all together now, how can we talk about these big, heavy things? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then I would also, I'm on a money kick. <laughs> so I would also... Money, 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 money. Right? So, money makes the world go around, the world go... It does. You got another one? Let's go back and forth. How many songs can we think of about? Well, I was thinking about my money for nothing, my chicks for free, but that's not, okay. That's uh, dire straits. That was how it would, that's Well... That. Okay, that all I can always think is we digress. Yes. Uh, I have a huge, huge thank you to extend to Mr. Harvey Thiessen. Um, He came through for the library in a big, big way, and he is sponsoring new furniture for our children's area. Um, I don't know if anybody has been late in lately, but the furniture in our kids' area is very squishy. It's great if you're seven or have the knees of a seven-year-old. It's not great if you are a grandparent or a recent new mom that the chair has eaten you and it's 12 inches off the floor. Um, Mr. Thiessen made a wonderful contribution in in memory of his wife, Lois, who was a librarian for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And so... Mr. Thiessen came in and gave us a wonderful donation that will sponsor new children's furniture. I just hit ordered confirmation this afternoon. So we're getting two new club chairs and a new love seat that will all be in our kids' area. It's this lovely, green, bright, like lemon green, cool. lime green vinyl. That'll um, be fun. It's structured. It's cleanable. It's just, it's going to make such a difference for our parents and for our little ones. What a wonderful way to honor a very, very wonderful woman. And I bet she was your librarian, wasn't she? Yes, she was. She loved seeing me in the library because she knew I was going to get some book. Cool. I'd be in there getting books all the time. So I remember the impact she made Mm -hmm. for many years. So it it just makes so much sense for us to have the children's furniture be in honor of. It's great of Lois. So we're really excited about that. Um, And then summer library program, I touched on this a little bit earlier. Registration is open. You can Mm -hmm. register on our website now. You can go to our Facebook page and register. Uh, It is all free. So all of the activities, it kicks off that last Thursday in May with um, Heston Fire Department's going to bring their truck out. We're going to have the foam machine going. We're going to have a sprinkler and some kiddie pools going. So just a fun little kickoff party. And then June 5th, because we are all together now, we are partnering with Heston Recreation, and we are going to be taking part in their pool party. I'm very excited about this. It's going to be like a carnival block party kind of vibe, just kick off the summer in a really cool way. Um, But I'd really like to give a shout out to uh, Lance and Kelsey for their wonderful work and partnering with us in that. And then on June 29th, I have been on pins and needles about this for a while, the Model T Club Uh is coming out they we were going to host this at the pool to give them some space the model t club we are going to party like it's 1923 to end our summer library program little pants for everyone in the summer i expect to see you in like the full golf uh shorts thing like pantaloons knickers knickers and pantaloons yes but we are going is that a challenge it is 
He'll do it. You know I will. You no, know I will do it. You know I will come up with, okay, June, okay. Tw- what time? June 29th? June 29th. Better get my ducks in order so then. I uh-huh. have a question. So the, so the summer library program, that's the conclusion? It's just that quick it's, month? It's just that quick month. Nice. We are We are going to be doing, um, in July, there will still be like a, oh, sure. be a bingo and you know fun things like that, Great. like a community bingo type deal. But um, we're going to hit it hard for just the month nice. of June. We know that people are busy. We know that they're traveling. Yeah, and yeah they are. And so, but so June don't 29th. leave town. And so, if you get a chance to go up north, like to Quebec or something, don't do it in June. Don't wait do until, it in June. Okay, wait till July. All right. And so, you're going to get the golf um, pantaloons. Are they called pantaloons? I feel I like always, they're called knickers. They were always knickers. Okay. And women wore um, flapper dresses. Yeah. But I'm. <laughs> Susan, Susan, I will. I'm, we're going to do this. I would probably have to go and see Blake and Carlin about an eating disorder <laughs> to fit in a flapper dress. And I am not making light of eating disorders. Please understand that. But um, uh, yeah, it's. But we are. It is party like it's 1923. Nice. We're going to have croquet. We're going to have horseshoes. It's going to be the whole. Old it was a great year. Game. My mom was born in 23. It was a great year. Well, there you go. We so. can celebrate your okay. mom. And yeah. Okay. 1923. 1923. Right. The model. I'm going to order those today. You know he is. You know I'm going to find the loudest ones possible I to be able see. to see for be, be seen from space. Well, be like <laughs> you can also be seen from a car ride because the Model T Club is going to be giving rides, oh. which I think is really cool. So if you have never been able to ride in one of these old school cars okay. that doesn't necessarily have what you think of as a traditional gas pedal or a traditional brake or anything that looks like a car that you know. Will a helmet be provided? Uh, No. This is going to be an authentic 1923 where it is enter at your own risk. The warning labels have been removed. So So Rusty and I are all about that. I'm in. Yeah. The the prosperity of the 20s we are hoping to replicate through Library Giving Month. Yeah, that's 20s. I like it. Right? So thanks. There's so much happening, guys. We said it before. If you're bored, it's your own fault. It is. It is. It's true. We are. Heston is a happening town, man. Yep. The next three months especially. Now, that July could get kind of hot. People might have to go to their basement to cool off. But we'll find something to talk about. We will. Well, that was. It's been a great week. It has, it has been I a great really week. We're gonna. This. We'll be back in action next week once again. Yeah, so we're, we're going to be joined. Do you mind if I? Plug? Yeah, no. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jay Gearing, who serves on the um, steering committee for the Kansas Midnight Relief Sale, and he is going to um, probably have a lot to tell us, but hopefully tell us how to get the best quilt or the best automobile for the best price which would be you pay the most you, you possibly bid, you bid, can you bid high bid it up. Bid high. but um if if you don't aren't familiar with kansas midnight relief sale it's in hutchinson on uh friday and saturday april 5th 14 15 and all of that uh, raised goes to global relief um and we know there are many places around the world that need yes. our help so that'll be next week yep next week good awesome. stuff so by the way everybody feel welcome to go to church anywhere this sunday I know that we're not a religious program, but I feel like you can join a church here in town. Just come, come, and there's stuff. no shame in being a twice a year heathen. I am. <laughs> well, I hope that you'll go this week then. I mean, unless you usually go on Father's Day, and I am a twice a year heathen. I show up for Christmas and Easter. I see. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Yes, absolutely. This has been the weekly walk for each town. Coming from the hub of the community, Heston Public Library. Recorded with podcast.
Podcasting mm-hmm. Equipment, sponsored by USW Local 11228. For Susan Lamb, I'm Rusty Witcher. We will talk to you guys next week.